This July 4th, celebrate the spirit of freedom and comfort with Minky Couture Blankets. Wrap yourself in the softness of luxury minky fabric as you cozy up under the stars and stripes. Our blankets are designed to ignite your patriotic pride and keep you warm all night long. From backyard barbecues to fireworks in the sky, make every moment memorable with Minky Couture. Indulge in the ultimate comfort and style this Independence Day. Visit us at MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today and embrace the true essence of July 4th with Minky Couture Blankets. Freedom has never felt so cozy. Timothy, put the katowda on. Welcome to another episode of Timothy Put the Cattell on Talking Hospitality. It's season three, and I, Timothy R. Andrews, and my co-host, I'm Sarah Cattell. We'll be focusing on recruitment and employment, speaking to brilliant and inspiring leaders who we are lucky enough to call our industry colleagues. We are looking at hospitality's current recruitment and hiring issues and exploring solutions with our guest, Nathan Craigie from Raffles Hotel Group. Welcome to another episode of Timothy Put the Cattell on Talking Hospitality. Unfortunately, in today's episode, we have experienced some audio problems with our guest. So please do persevere as some of the topics that we discussed are very, very, very interesting and definitely worth a listen to. So with that in mind, please join me and my co-host, Sarah for another episode as we interview our next guest. I've known this chap a very, very, very long time and he's had an amazing career, so I'm so excited. Do you want to tell everybody? Sure. <laughs> well, this week, I'm happy to welcome our guest, Nathan Craigie, who is recruitment manager at London's newest luxury hotel, Raffles at the OWO, or OWO, London. Let's look past the Singapore sling and find out more about the challenges of staffing a hotel with one of the most famous hotel brands in the world. Welcome, Nathan. Hello. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. It's great to have you here. Now, let's just um, once and for all clear up this. I said, oh, whoa, you can say O-W-O. Tell us what it stands for. Yeah, so the O-W-O stands for the Old War Office, which is a grade two listed historic building in Whitehall used to be the head offices of the Army, Navy and MI5. So some really cool stories with James Bond and uh, Winston Churchill, all sorts of politicians being there in the past. It's a very exciting historic building. Very exciting indeed. There's a couple of hotels I know of in London who were famous hangouts for spies back in the day. And obviously this is one of them. So it will be nice to be able to prop up the bar when you're open. Now, Nathan, a lot of people might not know this, but you actually used to be a chef and it was something you were very proud of and very good at. And you had a very, very good career. It even led you to Australia. And you became head chef and then ultimately you returned to the UK. What happened then? When, when we came back to England, I took the head chef role at Tom's Day uh, for, for Tom Conway. Um, I worked there for just over a year, and it was a joint decision between me and my wife. Uh, my wife works in finance, so she never got to see me. I was working every weekend and every evening, um, but I find a normal job, as she puts it. Um, so like a Monday to Friday role. Um, and recruitment was not really top of my list, so it was a bit of an odd one. Um, but I was out there looking looking for different jobs. I had done some recruitment working as a chef in the past, and I saw a job advert uh, probably on LinkedIn or something like that for uh, a little recruitment agency in, in South London um, called Staff GB that was run by Mr Tim Andrews. Um, and, uh, Who? uh, Who's that? 
I had one interview. Yes, it was quite, bloody good quite, boss, best boss he ever had, apart from his latest boss, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had one one quick interview, and then I started and we used about a year, Tim. Um, I worked the, the chef desk doing a bit of temporary and a bit of permanent recruitment for for restaurants and hotels around London. Um, then, sadly for Tim, I was headhunted and uh, took a bit of time off for some family issues, and then went to work for Collins King. Um, which was sort of a bespoke hospitality recruitment company where I headed up the chef's desk there to do recruitment permanent roles only for um, events companies, contract catering, restaurants and the gastropub market. So I did quite a lot there. Um, and then I was there about six and a half years until COVID came. Unfortunately, got made redundant as you know, so many people did in COVID. Um, and I decided why not keep training? So I've already done my level three CIPD and during COVID I did level five in the first, I think it took me about eight weeks to do the whole of level five. But basically every single morning I'd get up, go for a 5k run and then study all day. Nothing else to do, so why not? Um, and I was quite lucky through a, a contact of mine. I got, I found a job at Italy. So I was part of the recruitment team who opened the first Italy flagship store in the UK. Um, we opened that straight after COVID. We had about 420 something staff there. So it was a big team with four restaurants and retail and all sorts of exciting things. Um, I spent two years with them, two really, really enjoyable years. Um, my first role was in-house recruitment. I found a very different world to, to work for agency. And then about seven months ago, I joined the Raffles Hotel, where I am now. So I'm currently the recruitment manager there. Um, we're aiming to open the best hotel in the world. That's amazing journey <laughs> from uh, from not to nine to five to very much nine to five. But can I just ask you, when you said you were going into a nine to five job, you are still in hospitality. So is it really nine to five? No, it's never nine to five. I, I started this morning at 8am. I'll probably still be working at six or seven o'clock tonight. So it's, I, I love to work on weekends. It doesn't stop me. I put the computer on whilst I'm watching the football or the Formula One. I'm answering emails. So I don't stop. You know, I remember when I first started in hospitality recruitment, so I could do a Monday to Friday, nine to five, and I've never done a Monday to Friday, nine to five ever since. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go, let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important take the week off seriously we mean it rest go on vacation or try something new maybe some yoga notice you're not holding on to any tension here or a dance class get sexy with it daddy you do you and then start again be committed to this process choose a new body block each month get a new challenge each month have fun every day avoid burnout you're not going to quit on yourself today this is how you reach your goals you win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I.com. Are you ready to get started? Nathan's had such a good career path and trajectory, and I have said this to him, but I publicly want to say I'm actually been so proud of how he's developed and taken his career. It was a privilege to work with you and then to see where you've gone. And well, you know done, really well done, really well done. It's a great example for us, you know, how we always talk about the hidden jobs in hospitality. So everyone sees the front of house people and no one sees the back of house and what a great career you can have back of house as well. 
this is another great example of one of those jobs because I know that people who are in other types of recruitment are probably struggling right now there's a lot of um, redundancies in lots of industries not so in hospitality we're still looking for staff so if anyone's listening and wants a job speak to Nathan <laughs> we have an open day today <laughs> <laughs> do you really yeah we do my colleagues are running it for me today um so we it's actually I think our eighth open day we've had and um, we've been hugely successful we've had about 50 to 70 people turn up for each one which has been really good that's got to be a world record surely <laughs> but i don't know if, if our managers hire them all it'd be lovely but we, we hire a, a small fraction of each of them people are pretty much always proud to work for a famous and well-respected brand but what else is it that raffles give the staff to be proud like in their everyday jobs so some of the things that we might not be aware of which aren't external necessarily Firstly is the benefits package. We have an amazing benefits package where you get discounts on all of the Accor brand hotels. We're part of the wider Accor group, so nice discounts there for free holidays or cheap holidays. Um, We give um, loads of extra things that we've sort of thought about and and added on to our benefits package here, like you get an extra day off if you were to move house, um, and that's a fully paid day off, you know, to help you move house. And actually my, my recruitment coordinator, she did it last Monday, she just moved, so she's the first one to use it. Um, we give charity days, so if you want to go and work for a registered charity in the UK for uh, for three days, we'll pay your salary, um, and then it's down to you if you want to donate that salary and your time, or just your time. Um, we do loads outside of uh, work as well, because we believe that it's not just that you come in, you work, you know, traditionally 60 hours a week as a chef, that's I'd like to think that's dying now because we're doing 40, 48 hour week contracts depending on what restaurant you're in. Um, and we want our staff to have that work-life balance. You know, it's really important to us that they'll do eight or 10 hours a day with us. They'll give 110% and then they can go home, be with their family, have a girlfriend, do whatever, you know, and, and, and be that almost, not oh, that was a nine to five, but they can have that relaxed atmosphere about it. We also do loads of social events a quarterly pub quiz all of our staff can come down they get a free beer or a couple of free beers a bit of free food a night out we do monthly events so so fast since i've been with the company we've been bowling we've done a walking tour huge christmas party for the staff that were onboarded by then but we're looking to keep that connection with all the staff that it's not just a job it's a lifestyle you come you have a good time you make friends we've even got a discount in the local pub so all of our staff Hopefully uh, they'll be responsible in there, but they can get a nice discount after an after-work Sarah's touched on hospitality and that we're recruiting massively at the moment. And obviously you've, you've said some great things about how things are shifting. But what are some of the difficulties that you think our sector is facing when hiring at the moment? It's a bit of a challenging one for me to say because I'm in a lucky position where we're not facing too many challenges. People want to come and work for our names with you know the, the raffles and we've got Mario Colagreco who's you know one of the world's best chefs coming to us. So we're in a very lucky position, but we are still seeing a challenging market. You know, it's it's hard to find people and it's hard to find the right person. So we focus a lot on training that. We, we hire everyone on their personality rather than necessarily their skills. The skills come into it, but it's all about the personality. And then we do a lot in their first, hopefully, six to eight weeks of really hands-on training with them and then develop their, their career onwards as they go. So we, we can take a diamond in the rough and, and polish them. We're not looking for that perfect person because they don't exist anymore. 
you know, unless you want to pay a fortune for them, you're not gonna you're not gonna find them. So one of the things that we're trying to do differently is international recruitment because I've, I was researching visas and it turns out to to recruit someone from the EU or from America, it costs around seven thousand pounds for every visa. It's really expensive, especially since Brexit. So I've been looking at other ways we can do things. Um, and back in January, I did a, a recruitment trip out to Canada. Um, because there's a few countries out there that can get working holiday visas in the UK. Now, it's a little bit of a workaround because they're not connected to the hotel. So in theory, if we hired someone on this visa, they could work with us for three months and go off and work somewhere else. But we're, we're so nice they won't do that. Um, so we went out to, well, I went out to five different hospitality colleges across the Toronto area and interviewed all the students in the colleges and it was really nice that we got to pick and choose two or three from each college and give them the opportunity to come here to London join the opening team and start their career in, in such an amazing hotel so we created an incentive package so that when they come because we can't pay them up front because that would look like a bribe and cheating so we have an incentive package that once they've joined us they get a certain amount of money we put them up in a hotel for the first 28 days to get them settled and we're going to look after them through the process so in theory they can come work for us for two years it costs us the, the price of my my ticket to uh to canada and a couple of weeks in a hotel um and a little bit of an incentive to all the staff that come across so it's it's been a really positive move we're now looking into it for other countries as well so australia new zealand japan even um and hong kong so we we're trying to expand that and get some some international students given the opportunity to move to london what a great opportunity as well for someone who's who's just graduating college. Tim and I have, have always done this podcast looking at okay, we know we know there are there are problems in the industry and there have been for a while. And like you said, you know, things are changing, that 60 hour week for chefs, you know, that's kind of dying away now, which is great. And we're always talking to people about what are your solutions? What are you doing better so that people can can say, oh, you know what? I could be a better employer if I did that. But actually, what are the causes, the issues that we've got? Because is is it just history? Is it just that we haven't grown out of maybe some of the attitudes and environments that we should have by now? Or do you think there's something deeper going on? I, I think you're right there. It's, it's a bit of history, but I think it's a bit of laziness. Everyone's doing the same thing they did before. And especially since COVID, you know, it's, it's changed. It's no longer a recruiter's market, it's a candidate's market. The candidates have control over where they go. You know, they're not lucky to get a job, we're lucky to get there. It's all about the sell that you do to that candidate when you're interviewing someone. I've been teaching a few of our staff about interviewing. One of the things I like to say is at the first stage interview, when we first meet the candidate or first time we're speaking to them, we've got to do about 40% interview and 60% sales. We've got to sell them on the job. They don't know who we are. We don't have a building to show them yet. They can see the outside, that's about it. But they don't know us, so we've got to tell them what they get with us, what an amazing life it's going to be, what an amazing career, what we can do for them, and we, we've got to sell them. I think a lot of people are still in the mindset that they can just go out there, post a, a job advert online, and they'll get 100 applications, and boom, they'll find someone. It's it's just not like that. We've, we've got to try different things. You've got to really focus on the candidate and what we can do for them and be flexible around them. It's no longer that uh, a chef or someone's going to join you and be 
happy to work 60 or 80 hours a week and do every weekend and do every night. That doesn't happen. We've got to have flexible working hours. We've got to work around families, working mums. One thing that I've been looking into is getting more older people, the older generation back into the industry. Maybe they've retired, they want to come back for part-time, they want to do a couple of hours here or there. Actually, we've, we've already had success with that in our engineering department. We've got fabulous engineer who's huge career in the navy and he's just recently come back wanted to, to just to do something two or three days a week so he's joined us as part of the pre-opening team to help get the hotel set and um, it's great he's got the experience the knowledge and the know-how and he can help train the junior guys coming in so it's about that flexibility being able to look at what the candidate can do for us rather than what we can do for them that's so interesting that you said that because that's come up a lot in the interviews we're doing for season three is people talking about getting people back into work who've maybe left the workforce. And, you know, on the one side, we've got to look at building careers for young people. But on the other side, there are people who, who like you said, need flexibility. It's the skills that matter, not the time. So we're not looking at someone working, you know, a, a ridiculous long week. We're looking at someone fixing stuff that needs fixing. It's so refreshing to hear the new employers coming through that are making this difference because all three of us here the work for hospitality employers what we would describe as old school um and there are still people behaving like that and we've talked about this quite a lot on this podcast but it's just really wonderful to hear an actual employer that's right in the middle of it and doing something and part of their strategy is looking after their staff this is what a lesson that so many people still need to learn it's going to be employees like you that are going to get the people and the ones that are still thinking like 2015, as we keep saying, they're going to be left behind and rightly so. Rightly so. Yeah, I agree. 100%. People looking for work and I feel inspired to come and work for you. Where can they go? Uh, so we've got a simple email address they can apply to, which is careers.london at raffles.com. Great. Thank you so much, Nathan. Now, this is my favourite section of the programme. I like to make it really scary, apparently, according to Sarah because it is really scary, Nathan. It is. You thought that was tough. Put the copper down. Question time. So we're going to throw a lot of questions. You've got to answer what comes into your head. And it's as simple as that. All right, let's go. What is the name of your dog? Archie. What's your favourite meal? Breakfast. Do you prefer driving or flying? Flying, you get further. Given the power, the power, what holiday would you create? I would create a beach holiday. Do you Zoom or Teams? Teams. Consider the Loch Ness Monster. Myth or real? The Loch Ness Monster is real. Would you ever wear checks with stripes? Yes, I would definitely wear checks with stripes. Consider this very profound statement. Scones or scones were invented in Scotland and not Cornwall or Devon. How do you get into a swimming pool? By doing a bomb. (laughs) Do you think people can change? Yes. Using a Muppet's voice, tell me how you like your coffee. I want my coffee in a cup. (laughs) How many hours do you sleep? Uh, As many as possible. And how do you want to be remembered? Just someone who is fun to be around. Aww. Aww. Who inspires you? I can't just put, put my finger on one person. There's so many inspirations out there. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? Yes. Sourdough or wheat? 
sourdough. What is the best advice you've ever received? I can't think of the best advice I've ever received. Probably something very rude from a chef at some point. <laughs> you can breathe again. Time's up. Thank you very much, Nathan. Thank, thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure. We look forward to seeing the launch of the new hotel and uh, best of luck with everything. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Sadly, that's all of this episode of Timothy Put the Cattell on. But tune in next week and we will have another fabulous guest and we'll be talking hospitality. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week and stay awesome. Timothy Put the Cattell on. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're body, and we call that a body block. You pick the block, and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You in? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I. Are you ready to get started?